1: The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. Eighteen plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Welcome to this latest episode of Terrace Podcast. My name is Craig Cairns and joining me today, he's only just become a father again, it's Chris Awelmo. How are you doing, Chris? Congratulations, yeah, Chris. Very,
0: thank you very much, mate. I appreciate the little, uh, the little gift. Uh, that uh, that you that you sorted. Really appreciate it. Uh, the fiance was delighted as well with the, the bottle of champagne that you produced. So we'll we'll enjoy that. We'll enjoy that sometime in the near future. And it's good afternoon. It's usually good morning, but it's good afternoon for the fact that I've had to had to cancel on you early doors this morning.
1: So my apologies. No problem at all. You've just made me look good on on this podcast. So it's it's all good. Um, <laughs> did Did you just say out of habit? Good morning at the start there.
0: No, I I'll just, I well, just, I'll usually say good morning because right. it's usually early doors. But yeah, you can sort me that money out that you promised me uh, after after the pod for, <laughs> for saying those nice things, mate.
1: Not a problem. I will at all. do. I will do.
0: So, what we're going
1: we're to try and touch on are a few things today. First of all, you had your first experience of covering the Scottish Championship at the weekend, and there, the BBC Scotland live coverage of that, and that's something I understand you're going to be doing more regularly going forward.
0: Yes, uh, it's something that the the BBC have I've put to uh, it was uh, James McFadden uh, and myself, uh, and I think on, obviously uh, Jonathan and, and Leanne are doing fantastic. Uh, and then it's just I guess it's you know there's a there's a lot of viewers watching these games, you know, and I think it was uh, it, it's, it's a good way to kind of as you get 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 up to up to speed with, with, with Scottish football as well, young talents coming through. Uh, and you know what? I, I was a little, but I think I was a little good luck charm. You know, brought some goals as well to that uh, Friday night game, Alua v Dundee. Dundee, I thought were outstanding. By the way, I thought uh, it was a poor performance against United earlier in the week. But James pick you could see that he was under a wee bit of pressure, uh, and the boys were out there and, and got the result, and, and I'd say comfortably as well. Got the result for him. So uh, it's just important as well. You know, I think it's it's, it's just getting your head on how the the playoffs and that that actually work you know is it you know it's like was it third play fourth and then whoever wins that play second and then whoever wins that play against the playoff in the SBFL it's it's it's, it's a lot of games so you've got to make sure whoever's in in those playoff places come to end you don't just stumble in there you have to make sure that you come into it in form it's so important how many times you see it you know obviously you know I'm based down in England but how many times do you see it that that there's always one team that makes that last that last few games surge into the playoffs and that's usually a team that has the momentum to actually go on win the semi-final get into the final and go up it's happened so many times uh, so no it's an interesting one I'm coming up again to do uh, Dundee against Dunfermline, which is a huge match, massive, massive match, and it's again about can Dundee build on 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 that last game and and, and kick on? I think Dunfermline have a game, uh, I think it's tomorrow as well, but it's going to be interesting. So I'm I'm delighted that I'm I'm coming up, uh, and usually when I come up, I do a couple of days, so I'll, I'll do the SBFL stuff. But there's a, it's a big week coming up. To be fair, you say it's a huge game, but I mean to be fair with this league, you could be saying that about just about
1: every game every week I mean hearts are um, comfortably uh, ahead in the division but then beyond that everybody is just cutting each other's throats but like I say most teams like Air United sat their manager they've got a result and then they're they, they if they go on a run they could easily get into the from second bottom you know what I mean Like could, could get into the playoffs so yeah it's totally wide open that division
0: yeah as you know obviously I've done my I've done my A licence with David Hopkins uh, so I know Hoppy well at uh, Air United uh, you know it's 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 a crazy one everyone's playing for something uh and and you look at the likes of uh greenock morton the united queen of the south you know they're still looking a bit over over the shoulder you know uh, Aloha. again it was a poor performance i thought you know they weren't really never really had that cutting edge in that attacking third but our growth as well. It's just about get grinding out results. You know, obviously I'm looking at the the, the top hearts have had it so up. I said that to you a couple of weeks ago where you were, you were all doom and gloom and I had to kind of just say, well, wait a minute, you know, <laughs> the objective at the start of the season was to get promotion. I think Robin Nielsen's done exactly that. Okay. that They're not going to win all games. You know, it's it is a like you say, it is a very competitive uh, league. Any, any, anyone can beat anyone. Uh, it's fantastic for the neutral it's just about getting the results, grinding results out, you know. And I think you can see why. I think I was looking at that. I think Dundee, it's something like the the, the seventh, eighth, you know, biggest uh, budget on like season tickets and that sold like that. The, so you think about they're the falling short a little yeah, bit. Definitely. Really, they should be up there. They should definitely be competing with, heart, with, with, with Hearts, right at the top of the, the the table. But it just shows you, you know, it's about consistency, just grinding out results. And I guess these players are there's pressure. It's a little bit easier for them, I'd say, without the fans being in. If the fans were in, it's it's a bit easier for them to get that intensity, but it's a bit easier for them to kind of just kind of slack a little bit. And that's I think that's probably been the the, the 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 kind of failing point. Fans make a massive difference. Trust me, you know, they are the 12th man. They they get behind you when you're under the course. They get behind you when you need that little bit more to try and get something out of a match. We just need them back massively, Craig.
1: Yeah definitely agreed And from teams that are looking to get out of the championship To teams that are looking to avoid dropping into it And um, the post-bit fixtures came out yesterday We have Akis v Kilmarnock on the last day Ross County will be away at Motherwell on the same day At the weekend you got a look at You were doing sports scene And you got a look at uh, all the teams that are involved in that relegation battle Was there Was there anybody that kind of stood out to you That was in trouble more than the others?
0: well Kumanoch were in big trouble weren't they you think about it and what a result that is by the way it it just came from from nowhere against the Motherwell side that that have been that have been doing doing well under Graham Alexander you know I think uh, okay you think uh, Tommy Wright he's come in he's the performance he's definitely got better but you're only it's a result business isn't it Craig he's only going to get judged on putting points on the board Uh, it never quite happened and that was their first win you know, it, and it was a comfortable win. You know, there they, they there was some poor defending. You know, for for two of the goals, uh, if I can remember properly, for Motherwell, but it was still had to be finished. There was some quality there, so you're just thinking: has it has that win came at the right time for out just to say, you know what? Let's just start. Let's just start putting that feeling the players must have felt because I've not felt it in a very long time. By the way, there was a lot of con, uh, consecutive defeats. Uh, Hamilton, they're just too many draws yeah. if they could turn a couple of those draws into wins again you could just start climbing the table you know like three points three points puts them just behind Motherwell you know it sucks Ross County and Comarnock straight into it that's how tight it is and even Motherwell you're looking at okay there six points clearer Ross County at the minute that, that's 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 only a couple of games if you, if you lose Ross County win two and it's so it's not impossible I think John Hughes said that that was the most disappointing that Ross County have been St. Johnson dominated that match. You know, it was just a matter of time. Could they break? Could they get that goal? You know, I think uh, Middleton had a... He, he missed a few uh, chances in the game, but he, he done well to get the goal. So, no, there's... It is, that is that is that is game on there. You know, uh, you would think too many draws for Hamilton. Kilmarnock, with that emphatic win, can they build on that? Hamilton, again, getting the late goal against St Mirren, which completely devastated uh, Jim Goodwin's season, you know uh, and I'm getting a bit of stick on Twitter by the way because I've said it's never it's never been a free kick and I am and, and I stand by it, I've had to reply, I never reply to people on Twitter, I've had to reply because someone says, I've said Sha- Shaughnessy's jumped with his hands in the air won the ball cleanly, Moyos backing in, there's no contact he's not climbing on him, as a centre back, he's done everything he can do win the ball cleanly Of course they're going to come down on on Moyo then. It's not a free kick. My God, I used to get battered. I used (laughs) to be in Moyo's position and our centre-backs put me on my face. And because they won the ball cleanly. So... I don't know if the rules have changed and it's not—it's turned into a non-contact sport or whatever, what's going on. But I've had to reply to a few people on Twitter today saying, no, I've, I've said the hands are up. his hands are up, but he's won the ball cleanly. He's not climbing all over Moyo. Mario. Moyle's backing in.
1: He's not initiating the contact. Yeah, I think it's he's one not of those... initiating the contact. I think it's one of those types of challenges where there's a little bit of a grey area and sometimes they can just go either way and the referee can sometimes get them wrong I think it's just the nature of them because it's in the air
0: and... 89th minute 89th <laughs> minute they got it wrong I'm, I'm just saying I, I still, they have to still defend the free kick the of course. 89th minute if that doesn't be given and it's up the other side the game runs out mm-hmm. that's it Samirin Samirin are in the top 6 and you've got to remember I played for St and I played for St Johnson but I was sitting, and I'm just being honest. I will always be honest in my opinion. I think what Callum Davidson's done at St. Johnson is win the cup. They were sitting bottom of the table at one point as well. I completely forgot that. Yeah. Got into the top six. Wow. So I was working out the finan- financially. I think there's a hun- hundred thousand uh, pounds per position, uh-huh. per place. That is ridiculous. And in normal you times, understand? you get
1: more uh, attendance money for playing these matches as well, typically because you're playing against Rangers and Celtic and the like. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. well I guess the virtual tickets will will probably kind of resolve that Mm. that that kind of blow a little bit but still, all I'm saying is there shouldn't be grey areas do you understand what I'm saying in football? Ideally not, yeah I went on on a referee's course I went on a referee's course and I've sat and I've asked these questions I say, well wait a minute you are getting sick in in, in the media or on TV because one decision one, one, uh, one decision is different from the exact same scenario uh, but you're leaving too many grey areas. So basically, people are saying, "Well, are you competent or not? Are you are you are you doing the job properly?" And I think they need to get rid of these grey areas. It's like you look at the the penalty kick that was given to St. Mirren It's a hundred percent penalty kick. But look what happened the night before. Yeah. When uh, Fisher tackles Hetherington you know, he's got the shot away. Then Fisher's absolutely smashed them. Anywhere else on the pitch, it's a, it's a free kick. So if that was you passing the ball to me, even though it was a successful pass, you've been smashed. It's a free yeah. kick.
1: That's another it's one. That I, I agree with you. But they're not There shouldn't be grey areas, but that's another one that unfortunately is a bit of a grey area. There seems to be this kind of acceptance or unwritten rule most of the time where if you're in the box and you get your shot or your cross away, it doesn't matter what the defender does to you afterwards because it's like a successful yeah, shot so breaks.
0: It. So wait a minute. So uh, Heatherington gets his ankle broke by Fisher, yeah. but he got his shot away. Shambles. I don't shambles. disagree with you. Sort out. <laughs> yeah, it's a disgrace. Absolute shambles. Sort out. And it's one of those things. I think did that did that not ha- what happened with Van Dyke, By the way, was it not with what's uh, What's the key? Pickford Was that? Not, oh, was it right enough. With, yeah. It was offside. I think it was offside, wasn't it? The offside was given, and then Pickford's just completely smashed Van Dyke. Yeah. There was no. There was no action taken. It's a joke. It's uh-huh. a joke. You know what I mean? At the, the, the end of the day, we've got to protect the players. I don't understand how a referee can s- not even speak to Fisher for the challenge on Hetherington. By the way, again, you, this is—I'm in that ranting mood, mate. So <laughs> good. Me, oh, don't, 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 be replying. Don't reply. Don't reply to them. I says, "Oh, well, I've got, to, I've got to say something because I don't agree with what he's saying."
1: Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I, I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with you there. It's just something I've observed over the years watching football for as long as I can remember. Getting your shot away and getting clattered is not a foul for some reason. Well,
0: yeah. wait a minute then. What if the keeper saves it and it comes back to uh, to Heatherington, Let's see. Yeah. What if he saves the shot and it comes back? We've got to remember. It's probably more likely shot, to give it uh, then. Yeah. I think it was Dunmiss for St Mirren. It was that got the shot away and smashed it over the bar. It's it's, it's out. The ball's out. But he got absolutely clattered. I don't yeah. understand how the referee can say, "Oh, right, okay." On one situation, it's a penalty kick, spot on. Another situation, not even a, not even a talking to to Fisher. By the way,
1: okay, let's move on. We well, the big news of the last week, I guess, has been the incident at Ibrox last Thursday, where, um, Sparta Prague. no, I keep getting that wrong. I do that all the time. Slavia Prague. A Slavia Prague. Uh, Slavia, Prague uh, Player was accused, and it seems to just—it seems to be accepted. I think I think everybody's in agreement that this guy said something racist to um, to Glenn Camara. Kind of updates on it recently um, have been a few teams have decided to take a stand against racism before matches, rather than taking the knee. We've also seen um, some abuse online. Uh, racial abuse on- online of Kimar Roof after that match, and then there was a teenager charged either yesterday or this morning with uh, racially abusing Alfredo Morelos on Snapchat. There's a there's kind of a lot to unpack here, I guess. But um, first of all, the, <laughs> there's been a big discussion about punishments recently. Do you think? Yeah. Um, do you think this is something that can? and will be enacted like some sort of punishment for for this kind of abuse
0: well I think it's something that has to be brought in Craig I'll be honest right you know I hear a lot of people talking that it's a it's a society problem yeah 100% it's a society problem Uh, football uh, and we were having this discussion uh, Michael Stewart uh, brought up a few things about the 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 punishment should should warrant that what it is. So it's like a year ban, or I think we should go stronger. I'll be honest. I've thought about it. I spoke to to, to Mickey uh, on 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 Saturday, uh, and I just felt that football has a power. Football can send send out a message to say no tolerance, one hundred percent no tolerance. If this happens, it's a sackable offence. Yeah. So the the club will be fined the 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 thrown out of whatever competition it's in, the player gets sacked and I mean a lifetime ban, no tolerance means no tolerance. Now people can say that's that's a bit harsh. no, it's not it's not a bit harsh. you know if you look at the instant uh, Cadela against uh, uh, Kamara on Thursday, it was a calculated action. Mm. He thought about what he was going to do, looked for his man, covered his lips, covered his covered his mouth and said what he said now we will never know what he said but thank god Zunga was there uh, as a witness now I think it's wrong if if whatever has happened in the tunnel I'm hearing reports today that the police are investigating the racial abuse and they're also investigating assault Mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm saying if there was a ruling in place that said the club will be thrown out of the competition. The player gets sacked, cannot play football again, lifetime ban. This doesn't happen. People say, well, oh, wait a minute, it's a society problem. No, no, it's a football problem. Football are going to be judged on these things happening in football. Football can address these things. And this is where I I've I've, I've you know you know my thoughts on it. I've grown I normalized racism, Craig. I've got it every day. I normalised it. It's it's water off my back. But still. I have to. I had to comment on this because I have seen how distressed Kamara was. You can see how upset he was, upset, devastated. Right. So you think about it. It's not part of. It's not part of working as a being a footballer. You know, getting racially abused by fans. Football clubs can identify the area and stands where the abuse is coming from. With enough investigating, they can discover which individuals are the troublemakers lifetime bans it's as simple as that no room for it if people then allow them to use their season tickets to go into lifetime bans for them it's done let's let's stamp down hard on it if player wants to racially abuse another player and you know what has has the thought to do it and think you know what I'm going to get away with this I'm going to say I said I never said that I said you I don't want to swear you effing guy you can say that from about three meters away, mate, without covering your lips. Covering yeah, your, I don't know why you're covering your mouth to say that. Yeah. So, and nobody says that either. That's not even yeah, an expression. I, that, well, I'll be honest. People do say that. Oh, really? I've never Germ- heard that. I right? Ge- I played in I played in Germany, and it's broken English. Okay. And right. I remember I remember one of the German players saying that to uh, saying that to someone that I remember he came in hard on me, and he said that you effing guy, and I busted laughing. I went what? What does that? but it's just one of those things so I do understand the broken but he never said that right if he said that you don't come in your mouth to yeah, say that exactly, you yeah. can see that There's no, you understand and you don't go into somebody's but,
1: ear to say it either
0: so let, 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 let me say to you then Craig because there was a lot of people discussing it on this open mic thing that we were doing on Saturday uh, and there was a lot of people saying that the sanctions need to come in education the guy was 32 is 32, 33 years old right he's got probably two years in the game still if that playing at the, the level that he's at Educating—he's not—he's—he's. He's, this is one of the things. There was players now. It came to me that from a few of the Rangers players that some of the black players that played for Slavia Slavia Prague and said, "We get it, we get it." Most days in training. Now come on. Now if if is going to go do a proper investigation, then I'm sure they're going to character witness the 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 the, the, the players. What's you like? What's this? If these players are honest, they have to be honest. Well, I hope they are. Then 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 he's he's they're, they're going to come down hard on them. But I just feel that there's the the clubs have a responsibility. Uh if it's the fans, I think if it's the players, that 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 responsibility comes down to the player themselves. He should be sacked. He should be sacked. No room in the game for it. And I think no tolerance means no tolerance. Football are judged on football matters. Football can deal with us on their own and set an example to everyone else, by the way. If it happens in rugby, if it happens in any sport, if it hap- and then you know what? That filters into society. That's the power of football, by the way. Mm-hmm.
1: You said there that you kind of normalised it and brushed it off a bit, and I don't mean to sound like I'm blaming you at all here, so please don't take it this way. But do you do, no, you, no. do you look back and think that you do you wish that you maybe challenged it more? Or I mean, I don't you know say? how I don't know how to word that without sounding like I'm blaming you. So I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: well, well, not even challenged it, you know. I should have done a lot more. I, I think I told you the story. I'm not. I'm not sure I've said it on on the podcast, but I remember I was doing. A, I was going out to play against Preston uh, when I was at Burnley, and uh, it was a live TV game. And I'm tying my boots, and a banana landed, lands at my my boot, uh, and I'm looking up, thinking, "What's going on here?" And it was one of the other black players that peeked out from the other, the door. Now, I, I, I laughed at that, but I should have nipped that in the bud because you know what. White players are seeing that. Yeah. You understand? And they think that's okay. Even though, even though it's a bit of banter, it's still wrong. And there's a lot of things that I probably laughed at because it never offended me genuinely. If it was a white person saying it, I know they're not saying it to me. If it was a jokey way, they were saying it because and they weren't that way. They weren't a racist. They weren't, they were just it was the banter. Banter's very harsh in football. But you can just say in a polite way, you know what? Saying that's kind of crossing the line and straight away I know the player would have said, You know what, there's no offense, mate. Apologies, that won't happen again. And I just felt that I probably let allowed too many things to, to happen because it never offended me. If someone said it to me in an offensive way that they got their, their head ripped off, it's as simple as that. It wouldn't have it wouldn't have it wouldn't have happened, you understand? Mm-hmm. But in a playful, jokey kind of way, it was just it wouldn't it wouldn't have it wouldn't have got a reaction. But i I feel now that I think a lot of people are coming to that realization I'm I'm speaking to a lot of black players that I've played with over the years and little comments have come up and thought you know what yeah maybe maybe I should have said something maybe I should have should have said you know what I'm not accepting that even if it's banter it's not funny I don't find it funny bum, 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 and kick on from there so I know you're not having a go but yeah there's definitely a regret that maybe I never said something when I should have
1: Yeah, what you say there kind of reminds me of there's footage from when Hearts won the Cup of, won the Cup in 1998 and Neil Poynton on the day was given the task of carrying around a camcorder and capturing a lot of footage. And I think it's on the way back from the game, but the Hearts players are all singing about um, Jose Katongo who, who, to my memory, was the only black player in that squad. And they're all singing, he's a wee black uh, and then a a homophobic slur. And um, He's sitting there laughing, like, like, oh, you guys, like that kind of thing. But you must wonder whether, like, looking back on that now, I mean, everybody else would have thought that that was just banter, but to him, I mean, that... He's probably going home later that day, or maybe not that day, because they all would have been pissed. but like, maybe, like, looking back on that days later, he's kind of thinking, like, I mean, that's not okay. But he, being the only black player there, uh, and just the environment of what changing rooms are like and stuff, you can just imagine that, like... You can understand why he wouldn't have challenged that at all.
0: Yeah. And that's that's a disappointing thing. You know, I feel that definitely in this climate, I think it's uh people are feeling a little bit more comfortable and challenging. And not just black, I mean white stepping up and saying, you know what, I'm not having any of that. You know what? It's it was I can I couldn't believe at the weekend how emotional Faddy got. Fadi got so emotional and it's like really believes that football needs to do more Derek Ferguson as
1: well actually Derek Ferguson he's with uh, he
0: does a lot of work with uh,
1: Show races and the the Red Card
0: yeah Yeah. well I'm an ambassador for Show Mm racing. the Red Card myself Uh, and yeah there's a lot of people that uh that, that, are, that are kind of fighting fighting the cause but I just feel that the platform that football has and the power that football has that football can can definitely do more and you know what, if it is, imagine that imagine it would be gone it would be gone imagine if any action if you're found guilty of it you are gone from the game imagine what that would do across the the, the sport itself it would eradicate it straight away because you know what people would have to stop and think before there wouldn't be any calculated actions that we've seen that was disgusting on, on Thursday. Uh so I think there's a time and a place and I think uh I'm hoping that that there is there is the sanctions are greater and come in quite harshly as well. One
1: other thing I wanted to touch on before we move on from this was taking the knee. We've discussed this before. Now there's, I think, three of the clubs or three of the matches uh, in the Premiership at the weekend decided to take a stand against racism rather than take the knee. Scotland have said they're going to do the same. Do you think this is the, the, the right action to take? I mean, we, we spoke before about how I said I felt, I felt it was becoming a bit of an empty gesture. I mean, I didn't have any problems yeah. with people taking the knee. It was just there was no yeah. other action being taken otherwise. And it just became this routine thing rather than Actually, yeah. you know what I mean. It had raised awareness, and then it was doing nothing. That that was my issue with it. Uh, not that I was going to dictate what, what people should do or not.
0: I think that's a lot of people's issue with it. Is that okay? It's it's a gesture. It was so powerful at the start, but what what action has there been from it? Where, where have we went from there? Uh, I feel uh, by them doing this, it's put it right back to the front the front line again. It's got us talking about it. It's got us deliberating. So it served its purpose, but there has to be action from it. So I don't have have an issue with let's stand together against racism. I think it's a fantastic little logo. I think it's... But let there be something off the back of it. I thought it was a fantastic gesture. All the players around the world and all competitions taking the knee, staff also, I thought it was a fantastic thing. It was so powerful. But then... What action came from it? And that's that's where I think everyone questions. You know, I think, uh, I don't know if you've seen the Tyrone Mings interview, because he was questioning about taking the knee. And then basically he went out and he spoke to people, uh, just like you say, average, average, just not the normal person on the street. And, and they were saying, look, it's so powerful. So that's why he then jumped back on board about taking the knee. He says, so again, again, when you're in that football bubble, you're just trying to make the biggest noise you can that can be heard, that can create change. And I feel that the Scotland national team saying, let's take a stand against racism and and, and doing that. I think that, again, just puts that, puts the message back out there again. Puts it out say, look, we're not, there's no tolerance for it. We don't want it in the game and let's move it. So I'm I'm all for it. If you take the knee, if you stand against racism here, it's the same message, We want the same actions. That's what it's about. Let's don't get caught up in taking the knee or not taking the knee. We're trying to strive for the same thing, Craig, you understand? So I just feel that whatever form that takes, if 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 it delivers, I'm all for it.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I, I When I first saw the... I think I, I saw a headline on Twitter or something that said, Motherwell, have taken the decision not to take the knee ahead of the game. And I thought to myself, that's terrible timing that they decided not to do that this weekend. But it turns out that they were doing something else to take a stand against racism, which like you've mentioned gets it back in the conversation it becomes headlines again because teams exactly. have decided to take a stand uh, rather than just um, not being mentioned because everybody's taking the knee again and no action's been taken but yeah I totally agree because that incident on Thursday shows you that we're we're still at square one basically with all this Miles away
0: yeah, yeah exactly mile, Miles away so you know what I'm, I don't want to repeat myself but if the sh- sanctions come in at a much greater cost these things don't happen in the game yeah, it certainly would
1: be more of a deterrent, yeah To finish off, let's just talk a wee bit about the Scotland squad Specifically, well, the the, the squad was announced last week uh, For the triple header against Austria, Israel again And the Faroe Islands The headline of the squad announcement was Che Adams being uh, Is it Che or Shea actually? I'm not sure uh, Adams, che, yeah. che Adams Che, Shea Adams That showed, again, that, this is why it, what I was about to ask you that it shows you how much English football I watch I can't even pronounce the guy's name right but you will have seen a lot more of him than me what is he going to bring to this uh, Scotland squad
0: well let me let, he does everything and more than what we have you understand so he's he's fantastic at it all uh, again it's one of those things you know he scores goals he's done well for Southampton this this season he's created great relationships with Danny Ings and uh, Walcott he leads the line well, he's got a presence, link up play. He's a striker that can use both feet. He can his range of passing is ridiculous. You know, you've got to remember as his, uh, his goal his goal return to his game goal to game ratio, you know, when Tammy Abrahams was at Aston Villa and he was at a str- struggle in Birmingham, you know, he was he was he was blowing Tammy Abrahams out the water, you know. So I'm just let's just say I know international football is different, but it's it's an absolute delight to have him in the squad you know I think like you say I think he'll he'll impress the players in training they'll see exactly what he's about but he still has to deliver it on the pitch you know I had a chat with his agent about three and a half weeks ago uh, and he was asking this because to be fair to him he was, he was waiting on that call to come from England but from me from my point of view I think it's one of those things it's uh, what he brings it's he he, will, he he makes the Scotland squad better you yep. know so it's, it's, it's just it's interesting I think he does make the the, the squad better I think he'll he'll bring something that, that we don't have uh, he does everything well and hopefully he can score goals you know I think uh, I think Steve Clark will have a good good look at him and I think the players if he if he kind of comes with attitude that we're a point to prove I think uh, I think it's it's, it's a fantastic uh, uh, obviously uh, bringing him into the squad
1: yeah, definitely. I think uh, you kind of touched upon the, where I was going to go next with this. There was a little bit of a backlash from some people saying that, oh, well, he turned us down then and he wants to come now because we're at the Euros. But if you look at his career and you look at his uh, age at the time when we approached him last, he wasn't long after being capped by England under-20s and he's obviously waiting for whether whether he was too old by this point or not. I don't know. But he, he would, there were even a point where he was hoping to be called up by the England under-21s and then Hoping that he'd be called up for the England team And maybe he's come to the, the realisation now at 24 That he's probably not going to And I think I think that's fair enough I mean, I, I think if you've been capped at youth level for England And you're eligible to play for another country And they come calling I think you're quite entitled to say No, I'm just going to wait and see if I can get Capped for my country of birth first
0: No, I, well, I think that's the way it goes You know, I think when you're when you're in football You've got a decision to make Uh and it's just one of them, yeah. I don't, I don't hold anything against them, you know. By saying, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait. If I have a good season in the Premier League, I might get that cap. And then when you're once in the squad, I can prove myself. Uh, but Steve Clark's been, you know, persistent. He's, he, he wants his man. He knows the qualities that he's got. He's asked the question, and like you say, if, if he, if, 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 if Adams comes into the squad, and and we and and, and we go and qualify. Uh, from the group stages for the first time in Scottish history, then you know what? Yeah, it's it's about what that 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 will only the experience of that will, will only benefit the the country uh, in the future as well. So hopefully he comes in, he's he's on fire in training. He, the, he shows to the boys what he's about, and and the manager likes what he sees, and he gets that chance, and he opens that scoring uh, as soon as possible.
1: Yeah, I think uh, there'll be definitely Nobody will be against him If he bags a couple of goals at the Euros And like you say, is instrumental in us qualifying For the World Cup But that's us uh, at time Now Chris, we're going to be back next week uh, I think... we've not even decided a day but I think all three of the Scotland games will probably have been played by the time we come back on I think the third one's Tuesday is is it Wednesday the third one?
0: Wednesday What's the 31st if that's the Tuesday or Wednesday Okay. Well, we'll
1: we'll probably record just before that one then so we'll be back talking about the the, the matches against Austria and Israel next week but for now that's us and uh, yeah see you later on
0: absolute pleasure talk man